Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Zone coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only racing casino resort. Now, here's Justin Acre and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will, 5% pleasure, 50% pain, and 100% reason to remember. I mean, each, you know, it's just like I told our offensive staff, you know, with Dan. With Ben uh, not here anymore, so that doesn't mean all of a sudden, oh well, all the all our answers are solved. I mean, hell, we've got offensive line issues, back issues, running route issues, tight end issues. I mean, so uh, you know, Dan took the blunt of it on that, but we all haven't been coaching as well as we have in the past. We haven't, and maybe it was. You know, you have to coach a little bit more than in a fast-paced type. I don't know what the reason was. I wish I did. We'd had it fixed by now. We do, too. All right, welcome into the zone. It's a terrific Tuesday. We've got a top ten list, Halloween-related. We appreciate you being with us. Speaking of nightmares, Arkansas's offense very much in focus again today. And we are getting ready for basketball season. We've got Major League Baseball to talk about. Vikings knocked off the San Francisco 49ers last night on Monday Night Football. Plenty to get to in the zone. We've got a lot of guests coming up. Try to strap in and be ready to roll, okay? We've got a busy day. We ain't got time to goof around. Let's get to it, shall we? Okay. All right, Sam Pittman yesterday talking at length about Dan Enos' firing, and I was hoping to get a little insight. Wasn't optimistic I would get any, and we did get some, which was great, and I'm, I'm glad about that. So we're going to delve into that in a second. Clint Kong's going to join us at the bottom of the hour. I'm very curious what his thoughts are about sticking a guy who has not been an offensive coordinator before or a play caller specifically into that role. And so I want to see how uh, how good he thinks that can go and what the best bet is as far as uh, giving him a chance to be successful. I did not see that coming today. Brought to you by Business World, a TDSIT company. You can find out more about them at businessworld.net. There's plenty. I certainly didn't see Dan Enos getting fired after Saturday's game. and Put that on my list for an early entry. Uh, Clint is brought to you by Farm Brothers Flying Service. Zach Williams will join us. I'm sure he was probably not expecting that either. It's brought to you by Fence Brokers. Uh, maybe he was. I don't know. Uh at the Red White Report. Brought to you by Big O Tires, Pat Bradley. Thanks to River City Flooring. Uh, Eli had to move to Friday, so I moved him to Friday. So, scratch that. And then we've got some special guests with a special event coming up later. So Maybe that's when we can do I Didn't See That Coming. 11.45. Sure. Fine. Great. Good. Fine. <clears throat> Good. Uh, all right. Well, let's get back to uh, we'll get back to Sam here in a second. Let's talk about things that are a little more uh, current. Things that happened even more recently than his firing. Because last night, we got a Game 7 forced and a Game 7 result. And the Texas rain I'm really in a pickle here because I feel bad for Christian and the Astros. And I'm happy for Wes and the Rangers. But We've anyway. had our time in the sun. We've won a few. It's very magnanimous of you. Yeah. Good. On this 1-0 from Javier. hits a high fly ball. Deep right field. A bomb in the first. Right away, a statement. Right away, shock value. Grounded a second. Two years removed from losing 100. The Rangers have won the pennant. And they will play in the World Series for the first time since 2011. Their first real chance to make a new World Series memory after the heartbreak of that 2011 season. And plenty of heartbreak along this path that they've been able to overcome, that they've responded to. And they're the champions of the American League toppling the Houston Astros. A little better performance from your boy last night, Wes. Which uh, boy? Scherzer. Uh, a little better. Yeah. A little better. Yeah, a little better. Uh, but they didn't they didn't let him stick around too long, but the bats were hot again yeah. and able to uh, roll the victory. Congratulations. That's awesome. 11-4 the final last night. Game 7 tonight, 7-07. Game 7, 7-07. That's good. On TBS, 
and it was a uh, an impressive performance last night by Arizona in winning 5-1 over the Phillies. Does anybody know why they do these times? 707? Why do they do that? I don't know why they don't start. Because it's just baseball that does this, right? No. A lot of times, football games are 705, 710. Well, yeah, that's different, but... Baseball is the only one that does like seven or four oh three, seven oh seven. It's like, why aren't we doing this? Yeah, just make it. A lot of times even. it's for the the broadcast crews, TV, radio, whoever. So if they wanted to start at seven o'clock, it gives them seven minutes to. Well, I think his point is, prep. why not do seven oh five, seven ten, seven fifteen, yeah. something like that? Oh, why seven oh seven? Seven oh seven is a very odd number. You're right. Hmm. I agree. I don't know what the thinking is there, and how much do we need? You know. Like, give me three minutes of pregame. I don't oh, know. the pregame, though, for, the, like, the ALCS on Fox it is, really is 30 good. minutes or an hour. Yeah. I mean, they're on. Well, they came on last night at, we got off the news at 6, 6.30. So it was like a 37-minute pregame yeah, show. If they're doing a 30-minute pregame, there's really no need not to start the game at 7, 7 o'clock. Right? First yeah. pitch at 7. Yeah, I don't understand that either. Anyway, I mean, Trav's even. It's not a TV issue, but they start at 7, 7 10 or whatever. 7.05. 7.05, 7.10, yeah. whatever it is. Something like that. But it's, ra- it's a round number. I have no issues with 7.05. Yes. Seven oh seven four oh three. It's like why are we? Are you looking this? at your watch when it starts? I'm not. Okay. I just see the times on ESPN and I was like, why do they do this? Um, to the victor go the sound bites. Been a minute. Bruce Bochy and the uh, Rangers move on to the World Series. I don't think about me. Uh, I'm I'm riding their backs. Trust me. Uh, this team, it, as I said, it's it's been an honor to watch them, and uh, um, so it's it's great to be here. It's unreal that I'm here. To be honest, I mean, I was sitting at the house for three years, and think here I am going to the World Series. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's special. But it's more about them, and uh, you know, trying to find a way to, to get a ring for those guys. You know, this team has played with as much heart and determination as any club I've had, and they've all have. But it's just amazing how they kept getting up. I mean, we went through some ups and downs this year with the injuries, with the, you know, we we ran into a lot of streaks. Uh, and I'll start with Houston. First of all, uh, you know, congrats on them. It's amazing that they've been in seven con- consecutive championship series, and they had their way with us pretty much all year. And to come in here and do this just shows you how determined they were to find a way. To beat a rival to get to the World Series, too, has to be doubly um, satisfying, gratifying, I think, right? Oh, yeah. And the, and the way it happened, to blow Friday night's game, I mean, I, I was just sick Friday night. I was had the game on during you know the, the or it started at four o'clock. I watched it while I'm getting ready for the Friday shows, and I left and I was shooting the Catholic game at War Memorial Stadium, and I had it pulled up on my phone watching it as I'm shooting the game, and it's in the ninth inning, and they go the ninth with a two run lead, and I'm like, man, this is huge. You win this game, you're one away. Go to Houston. I, I'm feeling good. And then just the events of the ninth inning and to blow it, the home run, Altuve, I, I was like, it's old. they're not going to come back from this. You know, to, to blow a ninth inning lead at home, to go up 3-2, now you're down 3-2, it, it's over. And, you know, I had, the, the, like, visions of what happened to them the last time they were in the, the World Series and, also, also, you know, Razorback baseball that comes to mind, oh, how boy. hard it is All to right, overcome that. All right, take it easy that. over there. All right, calm down. And they freaking, you know, they just go out and win game six and then turn around and win game seven. I thought game five was must win. It was predicted yeah. in, in the zone last week that they couldn't come back and win after the way things went, after they lost the second two after winning the first two. Plus, again, no home team won a game, which is bizarre. It is. But I think it was predicted last Friday Thanks, that uh, there was no way for them to come back. Yeah. Yet they found a way. 68-year-old manager great story with bruce coming back to the sport beats 74 year old manager and dusty baker who's been around our whole life in the world of baseball and many reports indicating now that he is going to hang it up what else do you have to prove for god's sakes i mean my thing is once i've made enough money and i love to compete i love coming to work every day i love having something to do i love preparing for the show i love doing the show i love talking to the callers i love sparring with wes and christian i like all the things but, man, when I got enough money, you're never going to see my button here again. Never, ever, ever. And I'm not going to be a guy that leaves and then, like, I'm going to come back and do a weekly segment like some of the guys that have left in the past. That's cool. If that's what you want to do, great. When I'm gone, I'm out. Goodbye. Anyway, Dusty Baker. I don't know. I haven't had time to evaluate or think about my future because, you know, I'm down the list as far as, um, you know, like I'm not that kind of dude. I, I don't want to. Still a spotlight or anything from these guys, you know. I mean, you gotta savor what we did. You gotta think about how how we can get better, and then I'll evaluate um, my situation and in my life. 
you know and so you know we'll see i talked to my daughter i got two grandsons a year and a half i mean i've really sort of <clears throat> cheated them for my quest for another uh ring you know um uh, I got two dogs, hunting dogs, a year old. I, they wouldn't even know me when I walk in the house because I haven't been home since February the 10th. Then go retire. Go enjoy your money and your success. You've done enough. Yeah, Bruce had nothing left to prove either. I mean, he's won three World Series. It's cool that he came back, though, and still had the drive it after is. sitting down. Mm-hmm. That's a cool story. Kind of recharged his batteries. And, and I think, too, I mean... Dusty's the same. This is what they've done their whole life. They they were baseball players and baseball coaches, baseball managers, and and when that's all you know, and then you're done, then it's what do you do next? And for some people, I mean, Acre obviously would find something to do in retirement life, but some they can't. They can't find that that fill that void, and so they keep coaching. It's pickleball. Always pickleball. Uh, I just looked at a stat here as we get ready for the game tonight. Kyle Schwarber is batting one ninety seven. With 47 home runs. That doesn't even seem possible. All or nothing. I mean, my gosh. Below the Mendoza line. How many hits does he have for that, the year? I don't know. 48? <laughs> <laughs> he's got he's, back, he's got 104 ribbies, and that is insane. He's the uh, he's like the perfect example of not having to be like a great batter to be... But they're leading him off. That's the yeah. crazy thing. His on-base percentage can't... Maybe he's getting walked some, but I mean, his on-base percentage can't be that good. I mean, that's crazy. Anyway. Uh, that'll be fun, though. See how it goes. I thought the Phillies, uh, they looked unbeatable, and now all of a sudden they're on the brink of getting bounced. Baseball's so wild. It's the next pitcher. That's what it's all about. It's who's on the mound, and that's why I told Pickskin Friday. It's like, the good thing for the Rangers, they got Uvalde going in the next game. I love the way he's pitching right now. And then Schwarzer in a, or Schwarzer, uh, Scherzer. Scherzer in a game seven. So, you know what? It's not over. Our pitchers completely wet the bed. Well, that was too, the so. biggest thing, and uh, you know, I, I texted you. I, I did not see that coming with the uh, Christian uh, last, Javier. Uh, Javier. So he, the guy was, I mean, the previous outing and in, in, in the playoffs, his his record is incredible. Well, Framber Valdez was great in the playoffs last year, and he was terrible. This terrible year. this year, but man, after he shut the Rangers down the last time, I thought I, I really thought he was going to go six, seven plus innings, turn it over the bullpen, and this was going to be a game where every run, two one, you know, could, could win this game. And when our, and when the, the Rangers came out and scored three in the first, I was like, holy cow! And then knocked him out. This is and, this is trending in the right direction. And then JP France came in and it was over. Yeah. My buddy Nate just said uh, Cliff Lee pitched in the World Series with the Rangers and the Phillies. It'd be cool if the Phillies make it. You get the uh, Cliff, Cliff Lee, Lee series. Huh. Yeah, pretty cool. All right, let's get back to Sam Pittman. Then we'll take some calls. Six six one one zero three seven. Clint Conn coming up in about ten minutes. Uh, Sam Pittman giving us a little more insight as to how it all came about. I, I theorized yesterday that he sat him down and told him. Uh, good news, bad news. Good news, you get the rest of the week off because we have a bye. And bad news is you're going to take the rest of the year off because you're fired. Um, have a nice day, uh, Dan. And apparently he's being ignored, just like I was saying, like uh, Glenn Close in Fatal Attraction. She's not going to be ignored, Dan. Apparently Sam Pitt was being ignored, and he didn't like it, so he fired his uh so, like, Dan just wasn't responding. He's like, if I don't look at this, I can't be fired. Details. Uh, good afternoon. I think good the afternoon. first thing, and maybe I can eliminate some of your questions, um, would be on Dan uh, Enos. Uh, you know, the first thing I want to say is Dan worked extremely hard, um, was in the building all the time, put a lot of hours into it, um, and things of that nature. It just It just wasn't working. And, uh, so, um, yesterday morning we decided, uh, to make it, make a change there, uh, or not a change, but, you know, go ahead and, 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 uh, um, let Dan go. And then, uh, yesterday afternoon we had, or yesterday after that, briefly after that, I had a meeting with the offensive staff and, Called a lot of recruits. Um, we're going to have uh, Kenny Guyton move to quarterbacks, and he'll call the plays. And Derek Keefe uh, will be the wide receiver coach. He obviously was in that um, system uh, at uh, Alabama. And um, uh, so that would be that. 
uh, I met with, uh, I've been in uh, meetings yesterday and today with the offensive staff. Um, we're trying to uh, eliminate some of the uh, volume that we have offensively. Um, obviously, it was important that we stayed in house so we wouldn't have a lot of terminology and thing. We got to give our ch- kids a chance to win, and uh, it just seems that nothing ever came easy for us uh, this year. And uh, uh, we've got to do some things differently. And one of it is cut down the volume that we have. And uh, and so uh, I've been uh, meeting with those guys all morning on that, and and uh, we'll go from there. Simplify. That's what we heard yesterday, right? That's good. I like simplify. Well, then we hear throughout the year that uh, he said KJ had too much on his plate, something he felt like that was causing some of the issues, and he wasn't seeing some things, and maybe was confused at times. Maybe this is part of it. You know, you you just make it a little simpler, not so many plays going into uh, every single game, and do what he does best. I do disagree with him on one point: is bringing in a fresh set of eyes or two, if you can. I mean, again, you got lots of money. Um, even though you had to pay out a lot of money to Dan to go away, you just to get somebody to look at what you're doing. And again, you can go through the terminology. People can adjust the terminology, but maybe some concepts and some ideas, knowing what your personnel is, and again, give them some people who you trust or people who've had experience in play calling to give some advice. I don't think would be a bad deal. Now, I don't know how many people on staff have ever called plays. Maybe they got somebody else who's like a running backs coach that called plays in, you know, in, in a lower level or in high school yeah. or whatever. But anyway, I don't know what the answer is there. Here's Again, I want a little more insight as to what exactly it was. What was the rub, you know, with those two? I think a lot of coaching has to do with enthusiasm, spirit, uh, wanting to run through a wall for different people. And I just, we just really never had that. On, on the offensive side of the ball. If you look at it defensively, um, you know, there's a lot of that there. Um, I think you can get guys to play better than maybe even what their talents are uh, if they believe in you. And, and to be honest with you, until uh, this season, that has been, a, uh, I think, a positive about me uh, that, you know, guys seem to, want to play and and those things of that nature and and uh they've got it going on defense so i know it's possible to do um we have a lot of similar players that we've had in the past uh it just never clicked and and it really never did and uh uh so this is not a move to uh for any other reason than it just wasn't working and it's not a move to to can the season. We've got a really good defense. If our offense can go out and function and function well, we still have games that we can win, and we need to. And uh, so, I don't. I can't really put a finger on it except uh, there was. It was just rough. Um, our kids weren't as motivated, and that can go on me as well. Our kids weren't as motivated to play as as what I have seen in the past. And I mean, you could tell the way we took the field on Saturday that it was like, you know, and I can be, remember being on the headset going, "Are we? What are we doing?" I mean, it's almost like a bum 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 bum, bum as we're going out there. And we were in the game the entire game. It just didn't feel like it. And uh, so, and I'll give Mississippi, Mississippi State had a great game plan and all that, but we didn't adjust. And uh, so, I don't. I, that would be the only thing. We've lost our spirit. Okay, uh, that's fine. Is that Star Wars? Yeah. Not necessarily, but anyway, I see where it was going there. But here's my thing. Uh, blame it all on Enos now. You already fired him. You already have a fall guy. Let him fall. You're going to write him a check to go away. Don't say the lack of spirit is also on me. Say, yeah, that guy couldn't get him rallied up. That guy's about as exciting as a bump on a log. You saw him. You guys all saw that nerd. He wasn't exciting at all. These kids couldn't play for him. They wouldn't play for him. And I'm going to make a change. I couldn't take it anymore. Screw that guy failure at every turn 
He's out. It's a Sam, new era, my friends. Sam's honest to a fault. He seems. is. Yes. It is. Blame the fall guy. You fired him. Let him take the blame. You're writing him a huge check. He killed a couple of guys in the 80s. I don't care what you say. He's out. You can put it all on him now. I don't understand that. What are you doing? I love Sam. He is. He's too nice. He's too nice. Um, you know what? Hang on a second. I'm going to come right back to that. Savage, let me uh, let me get you in here, buddy. It's been a while. Where you been? Other than on other shows. Hey, just living the dream. Just I'm all over the place. You are. You need to be you need to be Sam Pittman's uh, vocal coach mm-hmm. to get into these press conferences because he's just got diarrhea of the mouth and he doesn't need it. Mm-hmm. Like he said. But guys, tell me about the offense. So what they're saying is that Enos he installed too much that they couldn't grasp the concept of his. Op- the, what would lead people to believe that? The big sticking point that I got from yesterday was he wanted him to throw from the pocket, and that did not change. And it is amazing. It was very clear to everybody after game two that's not what he's going to be good at, and you have to adjust, and he didn't. And Sam wanted him out of the pocket. You know, He wanted him in the pocket no more than ten times a game, and Enos was not going to bend on that. So, again, you don't do what I want. We're going to move on, bud. I mean, you got your opportunity to change the plan, and you didn't do it. Right. I'm going to get off here with this. Talk about the Manning cast last night. Man, them guys are great. I didn't think I'd like the Manning cast, but, man, it's, I don't know what the ratings are on the on the football game last night, but them guys are something else. Y'all yeah, I'm with you. It's a thousand times better, and I can't believe that as a broadcast, right? But, again, the Mannings are very special. You yeah. can't just stick a couple of former quarterbacks in there and make it compelling. Those two dudes have a special unique gift. Yeah, I've seen the little coaches corner they'll do, and, and you learn a lot from those coaches, but it's not entertaining. The Mannings you learn, and you're entertained. Did you see the thing they did yesterday? It looked like, Christian, speaking of Star Wars, it looked like, you know the Star Wars chess game they have, where it's like the little animals that are like holograms? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know how the hell that works, whatever Peyton Manning was doing last night, but that was incredible. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see it. It was awesome! It looked like little hologram guys, yeah. and then the guys are running routes, and they're throwing the ball. I'm like, how does that even work? I got to get the behind the scenes on the technology. It was incredible. You want that for your son? I want it for me. <laughs> I want to play. What's up, JW? Hey, man, I got an open minded question today, and I want to get your thoughts on this. First, I'm going to tell you why I've moved on from Pippin. Uh, I wish it would have worked, and I hope it does, man. I really does, but I don't think it will. And there's a few things. One, he said, "I don't know what to do." That's an SEC coach. That's sticking with me. And then he says something about the coaches not being motivated. Every time he talks, I'm reminded of a sloth that I'm about to go to sleep. <laughs> There's no energetic from him or from the head coach. So why do you think assistant coaches are going to be like that? Mm. You are a reflection of your team. And, and, and my question is, is this. This is for you guys. Danny, what makes you think Pittman can go get a good hire? to replace him because he didn't do his homework in the first place. Mm. He knows. I hear about all this talk about he had this quarterback, he had this quarterback. Well, guess what? He was only at that school for one year at a time for the past, what, six, five, seven years now? One school a year. Okay. That's not very stable. That's not very productive. And then what makes you think he's going to go find someone to fit this system and not be in the same hole? All right, T.W., we're going to run. We've got to hit a break. I appreciate the call. But here's the thing, two things about it. First of all, I am confident he can find a good coach because he hired Travis Williams. He hired Bryles. He hired Odom. He's done a pretty good job. He screwed this one up. Not not Odom last year, but Odom in general. And and Odom did help him as a head coach. No doubt. Um, And then... Yeah, you don't need a guy to run this system. You need a guy that can run a system that's effective. So no, I don't. I don't have any fear about that. Now it may not work out anyway. To your point, outside of that, but I don't, I'm him hiring a good coach. I'm not that concerned about. But anyway, we'll get Clint Conk's thoughts on it coming up. Arkansas State fans, listen up. The Red Wolves home in Central Arkansas is 106.7 Buzz 2. Listen every week for Sunbelt Conference action with the Red Wolves only on 106.7 Buzz 2. This 
Texas Sports Center. It happened to the Astros once again. Back in the 2019 World Series, the road team won every single game as the Washington Nationals beat the Houston Astros. That was once again the case last night as they saw their Texas rival, the Texas Rangers, celebrating on their home field at Minute Maid Park. The final score, 11-4 in game number 7. Adolis Garcia was the star. As he was for much of the playoffs, he was 4 for 5 last night with 5 runs driven in and 2 home runs. Garcia has been on a tear this postseason. He has driven in 20 runs, including 7 homers in the first 12 games he's played. And in the National League, the Arizona Diamondbacks force a game number 7 with a 5-1 victory over the Philadelphia Phillies. Game 7 is tonight at 7 o'clock. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. You know that crushing feeling when you click print on your PC and the doggone machine just won't print? Well, I fix that. Hello, my name's Tim Stanley. I'm the new owner of Business World, a TDS IT company. We're an IT company with a long history in the imaging channel, and I fix the printer conflict by using my Arkansas-based IT help desk. Call us at 501-374-7000 for more details on how a true IT-managed services company running your business will keep all your printers and scanners up and running all the time. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, your favorite drafts are poured at a frosty 29 degrees, and rare barrel-aged whiskeys are served just the way you want them. It's bigger game days and bolder fight nights. I mean, where else can you find a scratch kitchen that always comes in clutch? Every day, from lunch to late night. Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. Twin Peaks is always adding exciting cocktails to the menu, like the expertly balanced Sincoro Hall of Fame Margarita. Try it at your local lunch today. The best way to show up for tailgate season is with Mark McClarty Ford. Come see one of the largest selections of the best tailgating vehicles stadium parking lots have ever seen. And right now, take a whopping $12,000 off brand new Ford F-150s. That's $12,000 off. All with a five-star legendary car buying experience. Come visit Mark McClarty Ford today. Off Highway 67 and at markmclartyford.com. Better prices, even better customer service. After I drop the kids off, I have to run across town for a meeting, hit the gym during lunch, Jake has soccer tonight, and Emily has... Gymnastics? Oh, did I turn on the crock pot this morning? <laughs> With a never-ending to-do list, it's easy to forget something important, like setting up a life insurance plan with Shelter Insurance. Your local shelter agent can show you how to create a safety net for your family. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. See shelter agent Matt Warden in Little Rock, Seth Hobbs in Bryant, or Nick Gennardi in Sherwood. Welcome back to The Zone in the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio on the Buzz Radio Network with Justin Egg and Wes Moore. We just didn't click in it. And, uh, you know, when he came from Maryland, they had great success over there uh, in their offenses. But I do think that we've got to uh, allow KJ uh, uh, to take some of, some of the things off his plate that we were obviously trying to teach him for now and for his future. Uh, but we need to take those things off his plate because he's not playing fast. And uh, and uh, not playing, and he's not as accurate throwing the football as what he has been in the past. And some of those things have to be mentally; they they have to be mental, and then we've got to take some things off his plate as well. It's time for the Natural State Football Report with Clint Conk. <laughs> Taking a closer look at football across the great state of Arkansas with the winningest coach in UCA history. The Natural State Football Report is brought to you by Farm Brothers Flying Service. For the past decade, they've been providing crop dusting services to the farmers of Southeast Arkansas, and they can help you too. Now, let's toss around the pigskin in the zone with Justin, Wes, and the coach. All right, Coach, welcome back. How hey, are you? Good to be here. Well, I can't think of too many people I'd rather pick their brain about the situation in Fayetteville right now than you, so I'm glad you could be with us today. And 
Again, I did not see that coming, coming up a little bit later. None of us were expecting Enos to be fired after Mississippi State. Although, none of us were expecting Arkansas to score three points. Right. I'm not saying that after the game. I'm oh, saying okay. before the game before started. Before the game, yeah. yeah. So, anyway. Uh, all right. So, where do they go from here, Coach? I think uh, well, I've been talking all, all for 24 hours about how play calling's an art and there is a real knack to it and just walking in as a guy who is going to point in a play sheet and try to be good at the job all of a sudden is going to be a little tricky to me. Well, first of all, for four or five years that I've been on this show, I've tried to be a coach's defender. You know, I've always tried to take the high road, but, uh, you know, Saturday, I mean, that looked like the most unprepared, undisciplined, disinterested group uh, offensive football team that I I think I've ever seen in major college football. Uh, and, And... I mean, Iowa inspires me. You know, at least they have creative formations. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I was a little bit surprised that he made the change. But then when you sit back and think about it, uh, with open week coming up, that was probably the time to do that. You know, not not that this week is going to cure all ills, because it won't. Um, I think uh, Guyton is now going to be the play caller, and that is a uh, tough situation to be in. That I'm, I'm kind of like all of us here off air we were talking. I, they're not going to overhaul the offense. They may simplify it, cut some things down, do a few different things within the system that's already there. But he has an opportunity to maybe bring some energy um, to the offensive kids and uh, inspire them a little bit. Uh, and, I st- and, again, defending coaches, but – that's the head coach's job, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're the head coach of the whole team, and, you know, it's your job to push the right buttons for the special team players, for the backups, for the starters, offense, and defense. So um, they've got a lot of work to do. The, wor- the word I wrote down before, chemistry just doesn't look very good right now on offense. They have no identity. And um, so Kenny Guyton's got his, got his work cut out for him. Um, they've got good players over there. They're just not playing well. Um, like a lot of people, I see a lot of fundamental flaws uh, from picking up twists to footwork to uh, identification. Just, uh, I mean, they ran a, a five release where they got the back out on a free release and they had a free blitzer come off. That ball's got to come out of the quarterback's hand. And he's got to know that and uh, took a big hit, you know. So um, just some fundamental things that I don't think you get cleaned up in a week. But, uh, you know, the show goes on, and you got to go to Swamp. they still got Auburn. you got Missouri. I mean, you've got good football teams still to, to play because those teams are getting better. Arkansas apparently is not, except on the defensive side of the ball. And we can't lose sight of that. You pointed some things out with, with K.J. <clears throat> and I'm hoping with Kenny Guyton being a former quarterback at Ohio State that he can help him because, to me, that's, that's maybe, <clears throat> besides the offensive line, that's the number one issue. You got to fix KJ, his footwork, his some of the things that he's doing, the reads. Uh, you mentioned that little the blitz and the running backs right there. Just flip it over his That's head. Right. You got to play, but he he doesn't even let it go. He doesn't even attempt to throw it. So there's I don't know what's going on in the head with KJ and why he's making some of these decisions. But hopefully Guyton, who played the position, knows what it's yeah. like. Can well, he looks to be the most him. disinterested of all of them. Uh, to me, is the quarterback. Uh, just lack of confidence, mm-hmm. lack of confidence maybe in the play caller, the position coach, which is the same guy. Uh, so maybe Guyton can give him that you know, that boost of confidence that he needs. The fact that he has not thrown his helmet 20 rows up is shocking to me. Yeah. He, I think he's kept his cool pretty well, considering all he's been through this year. Well, he rolled his eyes, and I, I saw that on That's TV. That's pretty minor. I mean, yeah, I'd I be know. throwing a damn fit over there. <laughs> I know. And I've had players throw helmets, you know, so... Yeah. Um, let me go back, though, to the previous caller about Enos now. And I'm not defending him. He was a disaster here. I mean, and it's been a disaster. You know, Pittman said, don't panic after the what the Western Carolina game. I was in full panic because I could see the offensive line was not very good. But Enos had Tiger Valua, whatever his name is, at Maryland for two or three years. Coached him and was a coordinator. They were creative. I mean, he came in after Matt Canada, so anything was going to be creative. But they were creative, a lot of motion, uh, that young man had not played a lot of football, and he developed him, and 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 he's a good player. You know, it just didn't, it just didn't fit. It just didn't fit. How does that happen this year? You got to help me understand this. And you mentioned Matt Canada. Matt Canada was a Broyles Award finalist. Okay, so Matt yeah. Canada did do some good things yeah. as an assistant he's a good coach. Football coach. You once told me, and I will I will paraphrase, uh, that coach did not take a dumb dumb pill last night. Right. How do guys? How can you be so successful and then be so horrific? At a different place, and for 
for Enos, it's the same place yeah. at different periods in time. But different players, and it goes back to chemistry. I mean, and we weren't in those meetings back in February and March and going through spring ball and those kind of things. Maybe the personalities weren't there. Maybe um, maybe his method of, of, of teaching and coaching was not accepted the right way. Because you got to understand, I think um, – Jefferson and Kendall Bryles were pretty hooked at the hip, I believe. And that was a devastating blow to that young man going into his quote-unquote senior year. So maybe that chemistry just didn't mesh from the beginning, and now we're seeing a full-blown manifestation of that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and again, Dan Enos has a track record of being a good football coach at previous spots. Heck, he was at Alabama. They won a national championship. You know, and and again – he was at Maryland for two or three years with the younger Tagovailoa and did some good things there. And look at Maryland right now. I mean, I mean that's a lot of his foundation there. So um, just the chemistry, uh, just it just was not a good fit with this group of kids. Bingo. I, I think that selling point for KJ coming back was we're, we're going to prepare you for the NFL. Right. We're going to make you a pocket passer right. that the NFL desires and wants. That's not who he is. They tried it, and I'm sure they were hoping that KJ could be that, but it didn't work. He's not. There's a lot of great college players, basketball, football, that don't. it doesn't translate to the next level. And I don't know if KJ is going to translate to the next level, but that is definitely not what he needs to do to be a successful college player. They've been trying sure. to do the same thing with Will Rogers at Mississippi State. And he's an air raid guy and, and flourished in it. They bring in Kevin Barbe, who I know I'd hired, and Kevin's a traditional Drop back, play action pass, you know, quick game, get the, you know, footwork fundamentals, those kind of things. And it, it he has not meshed with that um, the way that they'd hope he would. Because, hey, by the time you're a junior, much less a senior, you are absolutely, you are who you are. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot's not going to change. You can clean some things up, you know, but um, you know, that has to happen when you're in high school and when you're a freshman in college and redshirt year and those kind of things. And uh, one spring training uh, doesn't doesn't always equate to, to wins on the field. Talking about play calling, okay. I mean there there is an art to it. Um, I think everybody prepares the same way. You've got your you've got your freewheeling plays. You've got your red zone package, your short yardage package, your third long, extra long, medium, short. You've got your goal line package. <clears throat> the thing that about play calling is you have to be one to two plays ahead. And anticipation, and, and you've got people around you to help you. You know what did they do last third down? You know, and, and this is on second down. You know what I'm saying? So you're you you have to be one step ahead uh, in your play calling. And I never like going into a game thinking that we we're going to ever have to drop back and throw it more than eight to ten times. Mm-hmm. And I told you we did a study years ago. Uh, we had one of the most prolific offenses in the country at Louisiana Tech, and take out two minute, and we averaged eight and a half dropbacks a game. So. Uh, quick story though, my first play calling experience. Kenny Guyton at least has a week or two weeks. Our offensive coordinator at Louisiana Tech, maybe my second year there, gets fired on after practice on Thursday. Okay, we were not very good. All right, and he's a good friend of mine and a very successful coach. He went on and did some great things. Uh, the head coach comes to me on Friday morning and tells me that I'm going to be calling the game. Now, we're getting ready to leave to take a bus trip up to Jonesboro to play Arkansas State. Little did I know if we lost that game, we're probably all fired. The, the most nervous that I've ever been probably in my life, knowing the pressure and the consequences of that game. We won 17-13. Had you called plays before? High school. Okay. Yeah, as a high school offensive coordinator. But uh, did very little to prepare me uh, for what... I had to, you know, go through. I'm running the walkthrough the next morning in the hotel, you know, rearranging some of the top ten, you know, call-out plays, and uh, very nerve-wracking. At least Coach Guyton has a couple of weeks to prepare for that. Um, but that was uh, – I, I thought it was highly unfair the coach to do that to me. <laughs> um, but it did uh, put me in a, you know, pressure situation that uh, that I accepted and, and uh, fortunately it worked out for us. When okay, one thing we can all agree on, and we we don't all agree on much of anything. He's got to have a effective OC. Assuming he's here next year, he's got to do a great job of hiring an effective OC that comes in and right away the offense looks substantially better. 
what's the process like, and how do you get a guy that you feel very, very confident in next year? And again, something's going to depend on personnel. Is KJ coming back for a super senior year or not? Well, I I think you're talking about the University of Arkansas. You're talking about a Southeastern Conference program. You're talking about a place that has resources to flip a roster and do the things that they need to do. Uh, assuming you know the head coach is back and those kind of things, so I don't think it will be incredibly difficult to get a guy to come in, you know, and pay him a million dollars a year or whatever, a couple of year contract, uh, someone that has been a play caller that has had some success, and uh, uh, but again, it, it, it's about chemistry, you know. I um, I think that that's very very important, and uh, if that if that dynamic is not there, uh, then you're just setting yourself up. But he mentioned some other things too fundamentally it's like building a house if you don't have a good foundation uh, your house is not going to be very strong and the offensive line uh, is 50 percent of the issues uh, of the offense we could talk about jefferson and the tight ends and receivers and the running backs and all those are fair criticisms and and open for discussion but the offensive line all good kids i'm sure they come from great families they're either not ready or they're not playing up to a standard of a Southeastern Conference offensive lineman. And um, until that foundation gets fixed, I don't care who you bring in as offensive coordinator. They're, you know, they've got to cover up. Mm-hmm. They've got to cover up that deficiency. Mm-hmm. And that was some of the issue I think they have with Enos. And that may be rolling the pocket, doing yep. some things, just so he's not a, st- you know, just standing there, a target for the entire... If you watch, since the A&M game, A&M gave the, the recipe for success against Arkansas. This was an offense that scored 30 points against BYU and LSU and was clicking, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden something changed, and it was teams started blitzing nonstop. A&M showed that. Yep. And if you're just going to have him sitting back there in the pocket, then why wouldn't you blitz every single play? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and you've you got to move the launch point, and they have not done an effective job of doing that. And um, Maybe again, Coach Guyton, a different voice, a different message, comes in with a different energy. Um, and maybe they can steal one or two down the stretch. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Christian, we pulled question of the day from yesterday. Question of the day today, it's National Bologna Day. How often do you eat bologna? we got some options for you as our question of the day today. Do you eat bologna? I do. Okay. Yeah. I'm a huckleberry. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll get the answer from yesterday. How many games can Arkansas win? Can or will? Oh, I say two. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that enough? That's enough to keep Pittman, yes? Yeah, yeah, I think so. If he wins one game, does he keep his job, you think? What's it look like? I don't know. I mean, I mean, they yeah, still I mean what, what's the product it close, look like? You I know? Mean, what if he beats Florida and loses to Florida, Florida International? <laughs> yeah. Is that good or bad? I, 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 I just I think know. Florida's getting better. you got to go to the swamp. I think Auburn is getting better. I think even though they have their quarterback issues, I mean, I and think you, they're and you know Missouri is good and Missouri is good <laughs> yeah. and uh, and you know Florida International is who they are, but right. um, they they may be able to get to if they go zero and four. Oh, that's tough. Okay, that's tough. I yeah. won't make you say it. Yeah. DK, real quick. Yes, sir. Oh, uh, now if Pittman uh, don't go to a bowl game and Deion Sanders go to a bowl game, Pittman need to tell you. But coach, my question is, how important is the uh, the relationship between the OC and the offensive line coach. Because it seemed like it was a disconnect between Enos and Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Like you just said, the foundation, his hand was tied from the get-go when he came out of the fall in the spring. And you don't even know, you still mismatching hard parts in your line. So uh, speak to the relationship between the OC and the uh, offensive line coach. Because I know Chaney wanted Pittman everywhere he went. Have yep. a good one. Thank you, DK. Valid point. Very good point. Those two guys have to be absolutely connected together, uh, both uh, philosophically um, and, and from a game plan. You know, I would always go to the offensive line coach. Can we handle this? Who is there? You know, where's the problem? You're talking about the defense. You know, what do we need to do to be able to have any type of success running the football or in protection? And he would tell me, hey, 94 is a problem. We need to turn our protections to 94. Then you, then, then the coordinator has to take that information and build the game plan from there. You don't build it from the outside in. You build it from the inside out. I like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. We uh, have other programs we're going to talk about in the state coming up here in a second. So uh, we'll get to that on the other side and take a couple calls if we have time as well. Quaddy Chevrolet right now wanting to make a deal. <clears throat> 2024s are on the way. 2023s got to go. That's why they have some great incentives right now, like 0% financing on Silverados. Great incentives, great finance rates on the Equinox. You can also 
skip your payments for a couple of months. That's another great incentive. Don't make that first payment until the beginning of next year. they got a great selection of previously owned vehicles. That's why they're paying top dollars for really good cars, trucks, SUVs. If you got one of those, they're going to give you a good deal on that, too. Because they got to replenish the stock there. Guatney Chevrolet, Gregory Street Exit in Jacksonville. If you're looking for a previously owned vehicle, under $300 a month for some of those vehicles out there. That's a great deal. We wouldn't want to get a new car that's been just slightly used for less than $300. Go check out the inventory, GuatneyChevrolet.com, then head to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville and help get you a new ride at Guatney Chevrolet. Okay, so far I've got Chad, Freddie, Darren, Gilly, Ronnie, Mike, Buddy. What you doing, Hope? And what's with that list of names? Oh, hey, Courtney. Just going over the reservation list for this week's Steak Burger Friday at the Butcher Shop. You know it's the biggest day of the month. But, Hope, they don't take resis for Steak Burger Friday. It's just every man for himself. Try to get there early. Wait, what? It's the last Friday of the month, so we'll see you at the Butcher Shop starting at 11 for Steak Burger Friday. No reservations needed. Arkansas Brewskies is excited about their second location, and it's time to add to the team. Brewskies North is hiring servers, bartenders, cooks, and managers. To apply, drop by our downtown location and fill out an application. If you want to work in a fun, professional environment, this is for you. Brewskies North is hiring servers, bartenders, cooks, and managers. Apply in person at Brewskies Downtown. For more info, check us out online at brewskiespubandgrub.com. Brewskies, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. Football fans, tailgate season is here, which means it's time to score touchdowns and savings for your vehicle. At All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros, we offer incredible deals and service like your daddy used to get, with the financing options that fit your budget. With our team by your side, you'll get MVP service along with the traction and confidence you need to stay on the road. Visit us online today at allabouttireandbrake.com. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros. Love the drive. Back by popular demand. Guatney Chevrolet in Jacksonville is letting you phone in your down payment this month. Instead of trading your old phone for a new phone, trade your old phone towards a car at Guatney Chevrolet in Jacksonville. This month at Guatney, your old phone qualifies as a down payment allowance. Phone stores just want to trade for the newest model. Trade your phone for a new ride, and we'll give you even more value for your older phone. A current phone equals a $500 down payment payment allowance. Flip phone, $550 down payment allowance. Brick phone, $600 down payment allowance. But bring in grandpa's old bag phone, that's a $700 down payment allowance toward your new ride. Plus, no payments until after New Year's. Everyone has an old phone, and everyone gets approved. 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. 501-982-2102. WatneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. Brandon Moving and Storage has served Central Arkansas since 1965 and continues to provide professional service, local reliability, and community investment. We provide residential and commercial moves, local, national, and international service, commercial warehousing and distribution, unpacking services, and custom packing and crating. Let Central Arkansas's trusted Beacons agent help you with your next move. Brandon Moving and Storage. You make a move, we make it easy. You never know what's going to happen in the zone. The big wing and the tide are going down. Are you ready, Eddie, or not? Let's freaking go. Well, he's not the brightest tool in the shed. Or the sharpest. Let's see what the guys are up to today. Oh, really, Christian? Hmm. Well, well, well. Well, we're all living on borrowed time. All right, it's uh, 10.54. We only got a few minutes left with Clint Cox, so let's get to it. And I know uh, we got a couple people want to ask questions, too. Uh, let's start with Arkansas State. We talked about Arkansas ad nauseum. Let's talk about Arkansas State. Mm-hmm. Uh, took it on the chin last weekend, although a competitive game. They covered the number by half a point. Yeah, very competitive game. You know, expectations are different now. I mean, I, I could see it uh, in Coach uh, uh, D- um, Jones? Jones's face and, uh, and in his, in his voice. They they expect to be in those type of games, yep. and uh, 
Obviously, they got ULM on the road this week. One that I think if they're going to be, if this is going to be a program changing year, this is one they got to get. Okay, Central Arkansas back at home this week after a week off, and obviously they uh, it came at a good time. I mean, they five and two, you know, and they get a long run there. You got four games left, two home, two road, and it starts this week with a Tarleton team that's probably a little better than its record. Yeah, I, I think Tarleton's pretty good. Um, I think they're very similar. Uh, big play receivers, good quarterback, excellent running game, mm-hmm. a- very athletic, physical defense. Um, UCA should be rested. I thought Coach Brown, by the way, did an incredible job yesterday. Touchdown club. Um, congratulations to him uh, uh, being a great ambassador for the program. Uh, they've won four in a row, so they should have some momentum. The whole key to me in this game is that they don't wait till the fourth quarter to wake up and get going because against this type of team, it could be too late. They've got to get off to a fast start. Coming out of an open date, that's always a challenge. Okay. Um, and then you got UAPB and, and the – the building process continues, Coach. Yeah, they may have hit a plateau there. Um, uh, big loss to Alcorn State last week. Congratulations. You get Jackson State coming in this week. Um, uh, the last couple of weeks, they look like they've run out a little bit of gas, uh, and that could be depth. Uh, but they got to they got to play out the schedule. Maybe they can steal one here down the stretch. All right, let's pop in the GAC. And, look, Harding has, again, established itself as the team in the, in the conference. Over 600 yards rushing last week and a win over Southern Arkansas. Yeah, big win. Uh, and, again, that was a neutral site game down in El Dorado. Southern was probably laying in the gap, but Harding flexed their muscles. Uh, up to number four in the nation. Yep. They finished this thing the right way. Um, they're looking for a high national seed. Uh, Washita needs to finish the right way so that they could possibly get a, a you know a playoff uh, as well, bid yeah. as well. And then of course Henderson and SAU have had good years. Uh, they're certainly looking for some type of Division two bowl. I have not watched as much high school football as I've wanted to. I've been a little tied up on Fridays watching my kids' team, but uh, I should. I got to tip my cap to uh, Marion. And their quarterback's numbers. I saw a couple of guys that put up just dumb numbers last week, but this kid is ridiculous. He was named the Democrat Gazette Player of the Week this last week. 11 of 14, 208 passing, 272 yards on 12 carries. Are you kidding me? Mm. Uh, pretty ridiculous. Ashton Gray. Don't know what his long-term potential is, but that is just filthy. Didn't we have a high school player from Clinton? Yeah. <laughs> Rush for 400-something yards? Yeah. I would have got tired watching him do that. I watched um, a kid do that earlier this year too from yeah, uh, Shiloh. Yeah. yeah, Williams. Well, the big game last week was Mills over Joe T. That that was a mm-hmm. big game for playoff seedings and so forth. This week, short-handed Mills, huh? Yeah, short-handed, short-handed Robinson. Yeah, they had six starters out, including their quarterback. What was wrong with them? Illness, injuries. Yeah, that's too bad. That time of the year, Conway's got to go to Jonesboro. <clears throat> uh, obviously, much better than Jonesboro, but still good road trip. That'll be interesting there. West Memphis and Benton. That could be for the conference mm-hmm. championship there in 6A. It is. Greenwood at PA. Uh, can PA muster enough defense to slow down uh, Greenwood? Archer's putting up stupid numbers, H- too. Huge numbers. And then uh, in southeast Arkansas, big game for playoff seedings, DeWitt at McGee. I think Archer had 190 passing and 175 rushing last yeah. week or something crazy like that. He's faster than I realized. I saw him run for a 50-yard touchdown last week, and he took off and ran away from people. Yeah, he's flirting with, he was flirting with a 200 I got a chance game. to watch Catholic play uh, Jacksonville. They uh, dominated that game. I, so. I was there for three touchdown drives. Oh, you are. Bam, 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 I and got, I got to look go. for you. The first three drives. We didn't see you. Zach was in town, so we got a chance to take him. Yeah, it was a good uh, Catholic reunion weekend. What do you got? 30 seconds, buddy. Sorry, go ahead. I'll be quick. Uh, I, you know, I always thought KJ was one of the best college quarterbacks that we've had in a long time. This year, you know, all season and during the year, all I heard was how Enos was hired to make him more of the next level. I don't see him being the next level. Coach Conk, I'd like your uh, comment on that. Thank you. I think marinate on that. Yeah, I think at this point, it probably Portland his best opportunity to be a free agent doesn't appear to be a pro quarterback at this point. Loving care to our veterans, meeting the unique needs of every veteran who calls Heartland home. Visit heartlandrehabcenter.com. It's kayak chaos at Arts Marine. Pick your perfect kayak from their large inventory and start exploring the natural state. Right now, get 20% off feel-free kayaks. We also slash prices on Moken 10 